What are you listening to? You don't know that the guys are putting I know that. No, this is one that I know. Tom Brady's bordering now on Godlike. You gotta put the bourbon down and go to a doctor. He's What's up, everybody, and welcome to Bump and Run. I'm Pete Colasano, joined, as always, by my good friend, Scott Bracey. What's going on, dude? Hello, buddy. After a couple weeks, good to see your face again. Same here. I'm very excited. A couple NFL camps have started already. More starting on the way. Hall of Fame talk. All kinds of stuff coming up. So, uh, looks like we're in it for the duration now. We should be up and running every week unless there's, you know, scheduling issues. And we're going to start this week with the AFC East. So NFL talk big time. Uh, We got some golf to talk about. Huge event started today already on Thursday. Uh, What else? Yankees are really tearing it up, but not necessarily in a good way. They're just tearing something. And uh, all kinds of good stuff going on. So I might have a little game for you later on. One of the one of the one of the games and questions you might not like so much but you know i know you're a professional and you'll just you'll step up and 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 answer like a true pro so why don't we get started afc east i am going to start with the reigning champions of the division the buffalo bills um we have mentioned a couple times now over the last month big year for josh allen uh one way or another he has been uh last year going into the year he was touted as the potential MVP. Right. And they had a lot of curveballs thrown in their way, to be fair to him and to the organization. But now he's in year, what, year five? I believe so. Yeah. You're one of the best. You're one of the most talented guys in the league. I know your division has gotten better. The conference by itself is a, is insane. But listen, if you want to be one of the top three guys in the league, you got to step up to the plate. I think that's fair. Do you happen to have his stats from last year? Because one of the things that's that – I don't want to say it bothers me because, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to overreact to it. But, like, there was a lot of talk that he was, like, you know, oh, he was an MVP candidate, MVP leader, and he had a bad year. You, like, hear people say, like, he was bad. It was, like, well, then we need to redefine what bad looks like because if I'm not mistaken, and I, I, th- I assume you're looking it up right now, I think he had over 30 touchdowns and under 15 interceptions. Uh, I think it was probably he threw, he threw for he threw for thirty five touchdowns, forty two hundred yards, sixty three point three percent completion percentage. How many interceptions uh, did he have? Uh, hold the phone, sir. This fucking thing. Yeah, I, right off the bat with what you're saying, thirty five touchdowns, forty five hundred yards. I would like to see the completion percentage a little higher. Uh, 14 picks. Yeah, so we're talking like 3-1 to one touchdown to interception ratio. I don't know in what planet and what universe suddenly that isn't like an exceptional season. The problem was he definitely didn't do as well as he did the year before with Dayball as his coordinator. So, you know, it looks worse than it is. And then they lose to Cincinnati like kind of handily if you ask me, especially at home. And don't forget, dude, he ran for 760 yards and seven touchdowns, too. That guy's a, he's that a counts. stud, but he's yeah, got to win. Counts. That he's puts him win. over 5,000 total yards between passing and rushing. 
Uh, it's an impressive thing. We've talked about this many times. I would like to see him run the ball a little less. They need to come up with some solutions with that. And to be totally honest with you, I don't know that they have. I don't know how much of it is a running back issue and how much of it is an offensive line issue, but you know me. I usually think it's more O-line because that's who opens holes. These are professional running backs, dude. So all of them can run the ball. Can you open holes, though? And I think that's what's been the problem there. Um, I got I got the same thing written down. Running back, no running back again. Do they go after Dalvin Cook as we go like through training camp? Yeah, he's still without a job. I don't know if it's you a and I have been saying that for like for almost two months now. That it seems to me Dalvin Cook would be a good fit there. I hope they don't. As a Jets fan, his, brother, his brother's there who had a pretty good second half, but he's not as good as Dalvin is. Um, another problem they had last year too is. Um, they don't have a great number two at wide receiver. Diggs is bitching and moaning already before camp even starts. Yeah, who's the other kid that had a, just a sick game in Kansas City two years ago in the playoffs, kind of emerged? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Um, I can't remember either. But he had a good God season last year, but not a great season. He definitely didn't step up as much as um, you know as a lot of people thought coming off like a three-touchdown game. Tight end wasn't as good as it was no. the year before Now, either. they drafted a big-time tight end, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes. So I, I think that's improved. Listen, they're still going to be a really good team. I expect them to be 10 wins minimum. I think it'd be crazy to think otherwise. I don't care what anybody says. To me, Josh Allen is top five, maybe even top three quarterback in the league because of all the things he can do and the cannon that he has as an arm. So Gabe Davis is the guy we're looking yeah, for. Yeah, Gabe Davis. That's what I was talking about. So And the, and the tight end we thought. That they just drafted. Oh, Dalton Kincaid from Utah was a Correct. Stunt. And yeah, he's, he's mainly a receiver. He's barely a blocker in the run game. He's mainly a receiver. But that is what they need. They need somebody, especially over the middle. Not that Diggs is afraid to go over the middle. He's not, in fact. But it's nice to have that, you know, th that tight end over the middle, especially for a guy as big as Josh Allen. Man, you give him a nice tight end over the middle, which, correct me if I'm wrong, he really hasn't had – in his career, like a really Dawson, good tight end. Dawson Knox had that good year in 2021, okay, yeah. but, but last year he wasn't good at all. Yeah, so, um, uh, but listen, like I said, I still expect them to be at least a 10-win team, maybe more. I wouldn't be surprised if it was 12 or 13. It's a really good team. I'll give you one last thing to me that is like going to be a huge factor in either how the season goes or, frankly, more to the effect, how the season ends, and that's Von Miller. Obviously, right? Toward the ACL, will he be ready in the beginning of the season? Will he be ready at, at any point in the season? He's not a young fella, so it's not like he just can't bounce back from those things so quick like um, like the kid for the Jets, the running back for the Jets. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, Brees Hall. Brees Hall. Uh, he's an older guy. But when he's in a lineup, that, that defense was so much friggin' different in the first half of the year when he was on the field. Even They were even better. He made a bigger difference than I even expected him to last year. So he comes back, and he's playing even close to what he's capable of. That's a very different team. It just really is. Well, I'm glad you hit on that side of the ball, too, because they lost they lost two guys, and they lost a safety, who was one of their main guys. I don't know if it was Pryor or the other guy, Hyde, one of them. And then they lost linebacker Trayvon Edmonds, who was a stud. Right. And he went to the Bears, who the Bears aren't supposed to be any good, but they, you know, linebacker, you over there, middle linebacker. Right. He's a tremendous player. Big kid, can hit, can run. Uh, that's that's a big loss for them, especially yeah. with McDermott as a defensive guy. So. Yeah, you and I have talked about this many times, and people probably get sick of it, but it's the idea of salary cap, right? They're finally having to pay Josh Allen. He's yeah. The yeah. money is, has increased. Well, 
you have to make decisions. Kansas City does this all the time. And what do they do? They focus more on the offensive side of the ball and say, hey, we'll stop people enough for Patrick Mahomes to take over games and pull out games for us. It, I don't know if the Bills have done that. You have to in the way the league is designed, the way the league is laid out now, but we shall see. But, I, I st- you know, they're not going to take some biblical drop in in talent and and record so and they still have one no matter what in the end they have one of the they have one of the best quarterbacks in the league so i got some notable games written down here um i know you don't love this but i it's just just headline games uh at one week one at new york jets of course it's huge week four dolphins home week nine at cincinnati the demar hamlin game uh that's that's a scary yeah, situation wild. yeah that'll that'll be That'll be um, yeah. I that'll be interesting well. just to see the vibe in yeah, the stadium on TV. You know, obviously they're going to preview that game on television with all kinds of stories and stuff like that. Now he's playing. Who knows if he even makes the cut? I don't know how you cut the fucking guy at this point. But how much will he play? I don't know. But wow, that'll be that's a good one to point out. I like that. Yeah. That's even that's even a like that's that's like either a Halloween weekend or an early oh. November game. Like it, a lot of eyeballs are going to be there. Hell yeah. Uh, week 11 at Philly, week 14 at Kansas City, week 15 Cowboys home. Who knows what Dallas is going to be at that point. Dude, AFC and week is six, tough. And then week 16 at Chargers, dude. They got a lot of tough road games, too, ahead of them, yeah. man. At that, we'll see. You know, We'll talk about this over and over and over again as we do these previews, but the AFC is tough. The AFC is so loaded. Just this division alone, as you'll, you'll see as we talk about it, is friggin' loaded. Uh, but the AFC in general, it's just absolutely loaded. So it's a tough schedule, but it is for everyone in the AFC, right? You could say yep. the same. I'm sure when we get to KC, you'll say, hey, tough schedule. And what did I say to you last year when we were talking about, hey, the Jets beginning of season, tough, brutal schedule? Yeah. Tough shit. Like, this is the NFL. This is the deal. They're all difficult. Some are tougher than others. You want to be an what? elite team? That's what you do. You got to beat those teams. Guess what? Stay tuned. It's tough again. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it isn't easy, though. <laughs> Uh, we go on to the Miami hey, Dolphins. Let me just say this. Yeah, we'll, we'll say this pretty much about every team in this division because, in my opinion, this is the toughest division. And I'm not saying it's the best division, like the, um, like the the talent at the top of the division is better than any. But it's as good a division as there is in football. You'd have a hard argument saying that anybody would be like under 500. Like it's a really tough division. This is this is to me oh, from top to bottom toughest division in football. So they're all going to have tough schedules cuz there's three other teams so at least six of your games are going to be tough games. I agree. That's before you even get out of the division, so. Correct. Yeah. Dolphins. Dolphins made the playoffs last year with an uh, injured Tua Tagovailoa. Um they gave I think they played the Bills, right? They gave the Bills they anything they can handle. Everything the they can handle. With Skylar Thompson from yeah. Kansas, Kansas State. State. Uh, right away, I got written down first thing, Tua healthy. Huge factor. Obviously, when he's healthy, he put up tremendous numbers. He's been going to some, like, jujitsu thing. Oh, my God. The things I'm hearing he's doing. Learn how to, like, crazy. It's very bizarre, but I give the guy A for effort for trying. For trying, absolutely. Absolutely. I I agree with you there. uh, Another thing, you know, Dalvin Cook now rumored to go to the Dolphins. You know, he was favored to go there through the betting lines, and that's that's a huge – if he's got anything left, that's a huge friggin' uh, kick in the ass for them. Yep. Um, and Mike, the uh, what's the Mike McDaniel? Is that the coach? Yeah, he's yep. a West Coast guy. Yep. You know, they in a West Coast offense, we love using running backs out of the backfield. So, you know, that's a great fit right there. I'd say year two in the system for him, and if he goes there, and then like, and then the, to tap it off, like you said, speed. 
Oh my god, it's all over the place. Yeah, all, all over, over the, the place. place. Even right down to tight end with Gasicki, he's still there. Am I correct? They did yep. sign him to a yep. one or two year deal. Like even your tight end is fast as shit. Like he's basically a glorified like a like a twenty pound overweight wide receiver. So everyone is fast. <laughs> um, yeah, my my two biggest questions for this team: number one, I still don't know how I feel about Mike McDaniel uh, because you know he's recognized as a player's coach, and I just think. I just don't know how those guys hold it together during tough times. Now, last year he kind of did when Tua went down and he he kept it together. But year after year, if there's anything that's been proven over time is that players' coaches, those quote-unquote players' coaches, don't last. Because you just, I don't know, you have to have that firm leader sooner or later. Um, Off the top of my head, Lovey Smith, Rex Ryan. There's there's so many of them that they yeah. just they don't they don't work out over time. Now in a short time, it's still only a second year. Maybe it works. Daniel Hackett, fucking scumbag, <laughs> right there with New York now, but he's not a head coach. Um, and then obviously, like you said, the second quite this maybe the biggest question in Miami is Tua, his health. Can he stay on the field? Um, yeah, that's just a weird one because I don't. In my experiences and seeing what we've watched and what I've seen as a coach, like concussions is not something that, you know, stops. Like right. if you're if you're prone to concussions and then you've had a couple, I think it actually becomes more likely that you get them. You know, somebody breaks an arm, somebody breaks a leg, torn ACL, those things heal. They might not be exactly the same when they come back, you know, especially with torn ACLs, but sometimes they are, sometimes they're even better. So those things it's different. Like breaks are different. Concussions, you know, they just they reoccur. I think easier and easier over time. So all this jujitsu had a fall. I don't know that anybody could teach you how to fall when Aaron Donald <laughs> hits you at you know twenty two miles an hour. <laughs> so good luck. But that that's the biggest question on our podcast that's the biggest question in the in in Miami right now and it's probably the biggest like hmm question going in the NFL this year is when two is on the field they're really really good can he stay on the field and I don't care who they are you could bring in every doctor you want there's no real answer for that there's no one knows the real answer to that right we shall see Plus, I, I'll throw this one more thing on there. You know, we talked about a tough division. All three teams have all three opposing teams in this division have defensive head coaches. Yeah. So you know those guys are going to be scheming things, put lots of pressure. Let's That's test true. his jujitsu here and see how it works <laughs> out. So anyway, go ahead. Notable games: Week One at Chargers, right off the bat, going all the way out west. Week Four at Bills. Week Seven at Philly. Week Nine at KC. Week 12 at Jets. That's the uh, Black mm. Friday game. Nice. That's going to be really I, cool. Which I like a lot. Hell yeah. Took, took uh, week 16, Cowboys at home. And week 17 at Baltimore. And we are we will get to them in a week or two. I don't know what the hell they're going to look like. Who knows, right? Point. We yeah, know Lamar I mean, will be playing. And outside of that, we, have, we really don't know. Um, but we'll get to that for sure. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Listen, this is a very talented team. Tons of speed, as you said. Any team in this league would be jealous to have the kind of speed that these guys have with Tyreek Hill and Waddle and Gasicki. And, God, if they get Dalvin Cook, they look even stronger. If you can add, like, even just a complimentary running game to to those weapons, I mean, look out. I mean, that's tough. That's really tough. Yeah. That's tough yep. to match up with week in, week out. 
One of the biggest mysteries going into 2023 for me is the New England Patriots. And for 20 years, you did not hear a peep out of that from anybody. Was no mystery, yeah. It had it has turned on its head pretty quickly, as a lot of people thought it would. Um, especially after Tom won his first one in Tampa. Everyone kind of was like, well, maybe he was the main reason why New England <laughs> was so good. Um, they finally got a real OC, Coach. Bill O'Brien back in the saddle after for a year sure. in Alabama. Uh, last year was a disaster. I don't know what Belichick was thinking there, going with two unproven guys that never coached offense in the NFL before. Unbelievable. You talk about just, um, you know, spitting in the face of tradition here. Like, yeah. we don't, yeah. I'm, it's almost like saying, I'm so good as a head coach, I don't even need an offensive coordinator. Like, wow. It showed. It showed. Yeah, and people that give him Mac Jones shit. Uh, anyone that's that cares about their job and you're giving him that to work with, I mean, yeah, I'd be bitchy too. Dude. Yeah, like, shit, yeah. Give the guy a break. And the guy's a proven winner in Alabama, so I, I, I give out. him a little bit of slack there. He could be a little bit of a whiner on the sideline. I don't like that as much. But if you're, if, listen, you took one of the best offensive coordinators in the league and gave me a, a special teams coach and a defensive guy as my OC, ah, listen, don't embarrass me on national TV week by week by doing this. So I get that. Um, other than that, he's got – bless you. Is there a sneeze coming? Look up. Oh, no. Oh, that's the worst. It went away. It went away. I even oh. muted myself. <laughs> oh. uh, the problem now is, though, he still has minimal weapons. Well, that's just it, right? You remember last year in the preseason we talked about some of the moves that New England made with wide receiver Aguilar. If I'm not mistaken, he's not even on a goddamn team anymore. I people, don't believe people he People are like, oh, I got Aguilar. I'm like, do you know anything about this guy? He stinks. He's average at best. I mean, if you had him as your third receiver, okay. But they were trying to make him out like he was a frontline receiver. And obviously it didn't work out. You know, it'll be interesting to your point, like how much of it was Mac Jones, how much of it was their coordinator situation, and how much yeah. of it is um, weapons. Uh, you know, I don't think either one of us think Mac Jones is like an elite quarterback. I don't even know, frankly, if he's top half in the league. I could probably name at least 12 to 15 quarterbacks that I would take before I him. would probably say you're right, but to give the guy a little credit, he did go to the playoffs as a rookie. Absolutely. Uh, you're absolutely and, and the other side of it is uh, once again another defensive genius as the head coach and they do have talent on that side of the ball you know they're going to at least be in games uh they're not you know they're not going to get their doors blown out too many times because belichick just doesn't yeah. allow that yeah um but yeah there's th there's that those questions that are going to remain and you know we'll, we'll have a pretty good idea by thanksgiving uh about you know how much of a difference Bill O'Brien being there is. It's got to make some difference, right? Like you're going from no offensive coordinator to a real pretty darn good one in the NFL, who's proven himself not just in the NFL, also yeah. at the co college level. So, yeah, they got Juju Smith-Schuster, which I don't know what he's at this point. Um, Jacoby Myers is gone. I think he went with McDaniel. I Oakland think Schuster could Vegas. actually do well because I think he fits into what New England usually wants out of their wide receivers. He's kind of he's not afraid of the physical play, um, I, and I think he's probably trying to prove himself because it didn't work out so great last year with Kansas City. We'll we'll see with that, but I actually think that is a, a pretty decent fit actually. Um, running game still good. The Stevenson's good too, and they uh, they always run the ball pretty good. They still got, um, so Hunter Henry at tight end. I think so. Yeah, and like you said, their offensive line is usually okay. I'll say, you know, the other thing that is going to be interesting to me, if you remember 
not last season, but after the previous season. So I guess that would be like what twenty after the twenty twenty season. They had I can't remember the guy's name, but they had one of the best offensive line coaches in the league. And it was kind of it's not very often that ESPN talks about offensive line coaches retiring. And yeah. this guy again, I can't remember his name. Yeah, but he I was know brought up as like this is a big deal. Well, now we're two years removed from that offensive that great. Uh, offensive line coach not being there um last year the offensive line still held up pretty good good running game solid we'll see i mean these things matter over time as we saw with josh allen and losing brian dable these things do matter sometimes they take more time sometimes the the it'll it'll turn itself around with new coaches but i think that part of it just because you mentioned they always have a good offensive line It'll be interesting to see if it stays that way because now you're two years removed from that coach being there. And and you know what? The other thing too, they're getting old on the defensive side of the ball as well. Um, yeah. You know, I know they had a couple guys retire, and then they had another a couple more guys that maybe should have. <laughs> yeah. And before you uh, we'll get see. into like what interesting games they have, um, you know, the other thing is you. It's always difficult. Again, it's just the way the league is now. There's no question uh, who has the worst quarterback in this division now. Like no matter what you think of Mac Jones, even if you think he's pretty darn good, you don't think he's better than those other than the other three. I mean, you have two Hall of Famers, one emerging, and then Mac Jones. So even if he's you know average, he's not better than any of them. And I just look and I say, you look around the league, look at the standings last year, and you can almost look from top to bottom, best quarterback to worst quarterback. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that that's a big problem for them too. It's not just whether you think Mac Jones is okay. He's just not better than anybody, not even close to better than anybody else in a division. Unless two of hurt, of course. I got one more for you, Coach, before I go to the schedule. How long does Bill have left? Well, we may get to that question later on in the game. So we may, ha- may have, to, ah! have to address that a little bit. In his 70s. You know, how ma- how many years does he want to rebuild? I mean, they're a rebuilding that's, team that's, right now. So how long do you want to do that for? And do you really want to do that for the next four or five years with Mac Jones? Yeah, I know. Unless you can pull off some kind of like the Sean Watson trade, you know, like that happened there where you get a really disgruntled quarterback somewhere in the league and you're able to put something together to get him. Does he really want to battle until he's 80 years old with Mac Jones? I don't know. Maybe he does. Maybe he just loves it so much. Who knows? But He might. We'll see. Uh, Schedule. Week one, Philly home. Tough one to open week, up with. Week three at the New York Jets. I will say this. That's a That'll be an interesting game almost more for Philly. Yeah, I agree. Coming off the Super Bowl hangover, you know, losing Super Bowl teams usually struggle the following year. We'll see how that goes. Go ahead. Sorry. I agree with that. Uh, week four at Cowboys. Week eight at Dolphins. Week 12 at Giants. You know, Patriots, Giants, history. I know it might it's be a little, tougher little away from think. that, but yeah. I think that's a good game. Yeah. I, think that, I think that's got 12-7 all over it. <laughs> um, week 13. Chargers go to New England. Week fourteen at Steelers. Another team that we're gonna. Uh, I'm very curious to see what they're gonna look like. Ooh, I might have Week a question f- about them later. Too. Oh my you're goodness! Just, I'm reading your mind. You're just teeing it up for me here. <laughs> That's what we do. Week fifteen, Chiefs home, and week seventeen at Bills. Their schedule is not how you, favorable. And I, how do you I like ending your season with those two? Christ, oh, man! Imagine you're just oh. on the cusp of making like. You're one of the you know fringe teams for the playoffs, and your last two games are the Chiefs and the Bills. From Thanksgiving on, you better fucking pat your uh, pack oh your hard hat. God Almighty! Woo. 
AFC is tough, man. We're going to say this over and over again with all these teams. It's tough. It's tough. All right. Let's do it. Uh, we saved this one for last because I want – Because they're last place. A, that's why. Well, they were. They were. <laughs> but it happened to work out because I know you have a ton on your, your, your tongue here that you want to say. There's, there's the New some. York Jets, and I have Aaron Rodgers obviously written down first. Of course. We've talked a ton about him already, so we don't got to go into the whole song and dance there. Um, if the guy's mediocre, he's a huge upgrade over Zach Wilson. Listen, I, I've said this from the jump when they signed him. They were seven and three or seven and four at one point with Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco. Yeah, and with the schedule, in fact, they I think they were better than that. Um, with the schedule that everyone in the universe thought was a horrible way to start the season, how could the, the Jets got screwed with this schedule? And they start seven and two, seven three, whatever it was. You win seven games when you won seven games while losing your last seven games of the season. Like, what yeah. kind of – this is not just adding a wide receiver or, or an offensive tackle. We're adding a Hall of Fame quarterback, one who I don't particularly like personally. Make no mistake, but I'm certainly liking him more on the Jets than I did watching him from a distance. The reality is he's he's Aaron freaking Rodgers. It, you know, it is what it is. And and what I like more than anything, two things, if you've, if you if you've watched Aaron Rodgers through your career – when people really start to doubt him and say he's washed up, that's usually when he play, plays his best. And the other time he plays his best is when he's really, really happy. And he looks and sounds like a guy. And I, I think it's genuine. Everybody puts on their little peace hat and everything like that. They love where they are, fresh start. He looks genuinely happy. He's been at Knicks games, Rangers games, Nets games. Golf tournaments. Golf tournaments. I mean, U.S. Open, uh, both tennis and you know not tennis um both uh, uh, wow. for the golf like he's been everywhere he's enjoying this new york lifestyle okay so i see a happy guy and a guy who you know loves to be doubted and there's still doubters out there because frankly last year was mediocre at best so i expect big things out of him the question, of course, with him is if they go on a two or three game losing streak, does he suddenly lose all that, oh, the huge smile and the and the show? Does all that go away? Does he get cranky when they lose two, three games in a row? And I don't have an answer for that because he's a friggin' enigma. He's a pain in the balls. But you have to say they're better. The whole team is basically the same. Their offensive line has to be better because it can't be any worse. Everybody got hurt last year. So the defense is still elite. You, you got to have some hope, right? You have so, to have some hope. For the first time in a very, very long time, probably since the back-to-back -back AFC Championship years, they got weapons. They have depth. You have to stay healthy, obviously. For sure. Everybody Schedule, does, though. Schedule's yeah. tough, but we did this song and pony last year. So, yeah. um. You know, their biggest question that, is their offensive line. That That's really the question. Can it come together? Can Mekhi well, Beckton be healthy? Again, no. It, the first half last year was very good. Yeah, yeah. Is what's-his-face coming back healthy? The guy you like, Tucker? Elijah Tucker? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Name? Yeah, he's ready to go. He's ready to go. Okay, because he was, he was so viable last Dwayne year. Brown he is healthy. Five, five positions a couple of oh, years. my God, he played... He played both guards and, and right or left tackle at one point and was doing really well. He's fantastic, by the way. Yeah, he's a good so player. He's fantastic. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, there's reason to be excited for, for Jets fans. And, yeah, the AFC is tough. The schedule is tough. But so what? It's tough for everybody. And there'll be tough games and there'll be tough losses. But if you're really a good team, over the course of 17 games, you're going to have more wins than losses. And if it's that tough, then maybe 10 wins does get you in the playoffs. Or 11 wins definitely get you in the playoffs. Because, you know, there's losses everywhere for everybody. You know? Um but here's one thing. I just wanted to throw this out at you. I just happened to be, I was on my way to the gym the other day and I happened to be listening to Greeny. And I never listen to Greeny because he's just, he's on at 10 in the morning on the radio. And so I never listen because it's just an odd time, but it just happened. I'm off with this for the summer and I was on my way to the gym. And he said this, and I'm like, I don't, he basically said, because they have Aaron Rodgers, there's only two ways this season goes. Utterly fantastic, or uh, uh, he called it like a failure of biblical proportions. No, I don't agree with that. That's ridiculous. I don't agree with that at all. What's so? What's utter success? What does that mean? Like it's it's so he's, ba- he's basically saying Super Bowl or the season was a waste. That's ridiculous. No. no. You're going to tell me if the Jets go to the second round of the playoffs, they have to go out to Kansas City and they lose that game 34-31. That most Jets fans wouldn't say, if not every Jets fan would say, this has been an absolute success. But that's not incredible. That's not a Super Bowl. That's two games shorter to Super Bowl. Come on, that would be that would be awesome. Is it time for Green to hang it up, dude? It's, I just the the over exaggeration on radio and TV these days. It's just getting absurd. And yeah, you know what it says to me? It says two things. You don't know what you're talking about, and you don't know what else to say because you you really genuinely are not good at what you do. You're a personality. You're not a football guy, and that's a shame because he has such a platform, TV and radio, and you can't yeah. make an argument for getting to the second round of the playoffs and say going to have to play at Cincinnati, and you lose by a field goal to Cincinnati, and that's a failure of biblical proportions? That's <laughs> absolutely ridiculous and absurd come on man give me a break any team in this league right now other than what i'll say like kansas city cincinnati maybe i don't even yeah maybe philly niners anything short of afc nfc i don't even know what the niners you don't even know who the quarterback is anything short of like afc or nfc championship game for those teams it might be a disappointment it might be a disappointment a disappointment A disappointment is way different than failure of biblical. This is why I remember. I literally wrote it down when I got to the gym. A failure of biblical proportions. That's as if to say it was the worst thing. If we don't win the Super Bowl, the worst thing we ever did was sign Aaron Rodgers. That's just dumb. I'm sorry. That's just dumb. And it's ignorant. And it's, you know what it is, dude? It's lazy because you can't make an argument for. You know, divisional round or AFC championship game and losing and saying, that's great. Dude, we haven't even made the playoffs in 13 years. And you're going to tell me if we got to the AFC championship game or the, or the, um, the, the round right before that, that's not a great season and Jets fans wouldn't be happy? Come on, man. That's just, it's absurd. What have I said to you a number of times? You know what most NFL football fans want? They want to be competitive and have a chance. That's all. You can't guarantee shit, even in Kansas City right now. You can't guarantee anything. What you would like as a fan is your team has a chance every week and 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 you think you're you know you have a pretty competitive team week in and week out. 
Like you have a chance at the Super Bowl. That's all. Keep me, keep me interested the longer we go into the winter. That, that's time. it. That, that's, that's it. That's Come it. on, dude. That's what it. are we? One team wins a Super Bowl. Anything short of that is a failure of biblical proportions. For a guy that for a guy that used to sit and cry every year about the he's, How he's bad? ridiculous. It's just no, so stupid. Ridiculous. Oh, by the way, does he not do? Did you forget? Aaron Rodgers hasn't won a Super Bowl in like fourteen years. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, that's that's bad. Just slow down. Just slow down. What I would like to see is a Jets team. I think if they don't make the playoffs, it's a very disappointing season. I still wouldn't even call it biblical proportions, but it would be very disappointing because then what's the point of getting an Aaron Rodgers, giving up the money, giving up the draft picks? Well, that was me last year, bro. Yeah, you you know, you it's very disappointing if you don't. So they, it's, it is kind of make the playoffs or bust, but not, not, not like Super Bowl or it was an epic failure. I mean, it's, that's just crazy. That's just crazy. This reminds me, we have to try to get Mike Cohen on before the I will reach starts. out to him this week. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to do that down the road. Yeah. Um, week one, Bills. Week two, at Cowboys. Week four, Chiefs at home. Week six, Eagles at home. You get a lot of these games at home. Week eight, at Giants, but that's nothing. Week nine, Chargers at home. And then week 15, at Miami. And it won't be as fucking hot, which is nice. Yeah. And the back end of the schedule for the Jets is a little – I never want to call it easier. It's still the NFL, and then if you are in the hunt – last year. Yeah, if you are in the hunt for the playoffs, there's a lot of pressure that comes along with that. So to just say anything is easier, it's never easier. But it's uh, it's never easy, I should say. But it's it definitely not as difficult as some of those games that you were talking about. I will – I just want to bring up one thing before we you know finish up with this. Sure. I think one thing that goes underrated about the Jets, and it might be – because people say, well, they have, a, they have an elite defense – and they do have a, a top five defense, at least last year they did. They signed Quinn and Williams, which is great because now you don't have that hanging over your head going into hard knocks. But I think the one thing, the really the one thing about the Jets defense that makes them very special and I think will keep them special all through the year, assuming these guys are healthy, it is, is Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. They're the only team in the league that has two guys, not just one, two guys in the, in the top ten in the NFL at their position. That's rare, dude. Like that's just really rare. So you have Sauce Gardner, who's one or two, whatever. You know, I could care less whether it's one or two, but he's a top two, three corner in the league. And DJ Reed is like seven, eight, nine. When you can just lock up guys on the outside, you're in every game. I mean, you could even say Aaron Rodgers never actually had that when he was on Green Bay. Like two lockdown quarter corners like that. It's a big deal in a passing league. So. Of all the things that the Jets have, that's one that, you know, week in and week out stands up. If you look last year, that's why they were in a lot of games that they probably shouldn't have been because they had such shit quarterback play. You know, look at how many games last year they didn't even give up 20 points. Now you put an Aaron Rodgers on this team? Come on, man. But I think it was because of the corners. You get more pressure because quarterbacks have to hold the ball longer because you have great corners. They need routes to develop or you got to wait for guys to get open. Gets more, yep. you, you know, you're able to get more pressure because of that. So I think I actually think that's the key with how great the Jets' defense is. Yeah, I mean, when the Giants win all the Super Bowls, it was the, it was the opposite. Their D line was so good, their corners didn't have to be as good. Right, they were getting that that ball had to be out so fucking fast. You're absolutely true. Absolutely. So your your quarterbacks can't get lost back there right. that fast. And and well, yeah, to your point, the Jets' defensive line and especially their pass rushers are not. What the Giants were those years. Correct. It just works in reverse. Um, yep. 
Yep. Two more, two more quickies, real quick. Number one, I don't care what anybody says. Robert Sala's, you know, directly on the hot seat now. You have an elite quarterback. You've struggled for your first two, three years, whatever it's been, two years. Uh, you know, he's on a hot seat. If they miss the playoffs, he's gone. Like, it's, I agree. If he misses the playoffs, he's gone. And I'm going to give everybody a name to pay attention to this year. He's uh, the kid Michael Clemens from Texas A&M from last year. I feel like he was like a fourth or fifth round pick. He showed glimpses last year. I I just there's something about this kid. He has a real like tough edge to him. I kind of feeling he's going to show out a little this year, and people are going to be like, "Who's this guy?" Didn't even know he was on a team. I remember that name, Michael Clemens. You heard it here first. Okay. All right. Um, I got projections for this. How they finished this year? Okay. I got in last place the New England Patriots. I cannot disagree with that. And I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be kind of close to be honest with you. I, I Belichick's he's good, but you know I just don't see. I don't think they have the talent as the other three teams do. I just don't see it. Yeah, it's funny because I don't think they're bad. Like we think of most last place teams, I don't think they're bad. I just think the rest of the division is so damn good. Agreed. Like somebody has to come in last. Number three, I got the New York Jets. Okay, I don't think that's unfair. And, and, and again, I love busting your chops. I, I have I don't have many negative things to say right now. I just don't know. Mainly because of my Broncos last year, this looks like I'm almost like an exact carbon copy of what the Broncos did last year. And Wilson coming off a mediocre year and an injury, the Broncos go gung ho for him or pay him a lot of money and blah blah. This looks very similar to me, so yeah. I just want to keep expectations kind of low because I your, just I just I just dealt with it. That's your Broncos PTSD. <laughs> yeah, I just dealt with that, so it's kind of like I dealt Poor with guy's shell-shocked. I've seen this before! Yeah, Totally right. forgetting that Tom Brady went one year, first year, won the Super Bowl with Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, another, another thing, like you said, too, though, Salah, I don't know anything about him. Uh, it really is kind of a wild card, man. I think he's yeah. a real motivating guy, but, you know, on game day decisions, here's where it's really hard. He hasn't really, because they've been pretty bad for I the know, first two years. I haven't seen. We haven't really had a chance to see him have to make tough game time decisions, late right. game decisions. So right, right. it's such a wild card. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, in second place, I have the Buffalo Bills. Ooh, oh my goodness! Yeah, I proud think, of you. Uh, proud of you, son. Yeah, thank you. I think um, <laughs> they're not going after the running back. Not going after a stud second receiver. Diggs could be a pain in the ass all year long if it doesn't start out well. I. Weather's not great up there. You could lose a fluky game, something. I don't know. I just think I like – I listen, I'm a big fan of Mike McDaniel. I think if Tua stays healthy, Hill and Waddle are in their primes. Oh, dude, they're so tough. Gisecki's, like, dude, they're they're so tough to – Loaded. Like, you guys have the best two quarterbacks in the league. And other than that, dude, like, they're a problem for everybody else. Absolutely. So, I just say I think they could maybe sneak in and win the division. That's – I, it wouldn't surprise me. So the you know the, so the, I do have a little bit different order. Uh, for third place, I do have Miami, and for the reasons that I stated before, abs- I agree with you 100. percent When two was on the field, they're they're much more dangerous than I would have expected. Um, yep. All the stories we had coming out of camp last year was he was like throwing grounders. I will say this one thing: I was thinking about this yesterday, and dude. It happens all the time. Eventually, you got to be able to do different things. If you really think about a lot of what Miami was good at last year with those wide receivers, was Tua hitting them in the middle of the field. He doesn't have a real big arm, so it's not so much down the sidelines or 
outside the hashes and outside the numbers, his throws. A lot of those big plays were throws in the middle of the field. You give these coordinators a whole offseason to, to think about this stuff and to devise schemes because they're going to look and say, I don't think this, we're going to make this guy throw outside the numbers. And we'll see. On top of that, as I said before, I just, the concussion thing, it's a problem for me. Uh, I just don't think that goes away and you're just okay or you just suddenly you learn how to fall. This this idea of learning how to fall, uh, that's a new one to me. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think you learned that when you were like two, but whatever. So I still think they're going to be in third. Well, let me ask you, do you, do, you have, do you ever master it? Like you just you look stupid when you fall. No. It's like, so it's, I was a former quarterback. I uh, played in college, got rocked. Dude, when you go down, your head, you, you don't learn. Okay. <laughs> I think this notion – that you can learn to take the hit, it's you're good. It's happening at a hundred miles an hour. Half the time when you get hit, you don't see it coming. It's just like you got blindsided or you just released the ball and get whacked, dude. You you like get the wind knocked out of you every time you get hit like that. You're gonna sit there and in a, in a hundredth of a second think to yourself, stiffen your neck so that your head doesn't hit the turf. Like no, that <laughs> shit is not happening, dude. Like it's just not. So his head will hit the turf again. Let's also remember, he's little. He's a little dude. He's not even six feet tall. You know, I don't even know if he's 200 pounds. Maybe he's right around 200. Like, yeah, I mean, this isn't just how these guys are twice the size of him. So I just don't see it. I don't see how suddenly he's going to complete a full season. Now, I don't know how many games he misses, but, you know, I just don't see it. So I, I think that's where my problem with them is. I do have the Jets in second. I, I can't I can't knock Buffalo off until I see evidence that – to me, even with the way that playoff game went against Miami last year, did anybody really question whether or not they were the class of the division? Like, I don't no. really think so. As you watch that whole season, there wasn't any question of who the best team in a division was. So I'm just one of those, like, you got to prove it to me before I change my mind. Like, I, I, I'm not ready to – uh, you know, take the crown away from them because I just think they're still really damn good. I will say this though, um, as you and I have pointed out so many times over the last few years, chaos in the offseason that does scare me. You got this unhappy digs for what reason? I have no idea. He gets more targets than anybody in the league, more touches practically. Like, I, yeah. I don't know what exactly he's upset about. He gets paid well, um, but that's just not good. You know, that's just the chaos in the offseason. Aaron Rodgers is a perfect example of that. All that chaos last year in the offseason led to a season where they didn't make the playoffs. So offseason chaos is never good. So that does scare me. But until proven otherwise, I, I have to go with Buffalo still winning the division. All right, fair. You want to play a game? I do want to play a game. Or you want to go Andrew Luck first? Oh, right, let's do the Andrew Luck thing. Let's do the Andrew Luck. I totally forgot about that. Um, so last week, I would have brought this up last week because it, uh, it was mentioned last week by Colin Cowherd on his show. And he mentioned about how technically this coming year, I guess this coming year, Andrew Luck will be eligible for the Hall of Fame because he'll have been out of the league for five years. And he made an argument that he thinks Andrew Luck is a Hall of Famer. And his argument was more or less, listen, this guy was the number one pick in a draft. He was immediately a star in the league. The with with minimal talent, they went 11-5, and 11-5, and 11-5, went to the playoffs. 
Um, but he got his his career was cut short because of injury, so he makes the decision to. But he thinks he's a Hall of Famer. Now I will say this: uh, Colin Cowherd masturbates to Andrew Luck. I mean, he thinks Andrew Luck is the second coming of the Christ. So there's that part of it. But I just wanted to throw that out to you, and before I made any kind of comment, see what you thought about that. I don't think so. I think I think he was in the league for five years, four five four so. five years. I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's utterly ridiculous. I think it's was Bo Jackson was Bo Jackson in the Hall of Fame? No. If if anybody well, deserves he, to be in it because of an injury, it would be Bo Jackson. So this I agree with that, but this is why I thought you were going to throw at me, being a Bronco guy. Terrell Davis is in the Hall of Fame. He had four phenomenal years, but he's also got two Super Bowls and won a and won a MVP. Right, and won a Super Bowl MVP. Right, yeah. This is not arguable, and and basically turned John's legacy around. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, Andrew Luck never won a Super Bowl. Andrew Luck and I I'm I was a huge Andrew Luck fan, so this is not me trying to knock on Andrew Luck. It's just the reality of the fact that he wasn't in the league long. Andrew Luck was never considered the best court, best player at his position, best best quarterback in the league. Think of who was in the league at the time. Right. You know? You got Drew Brees, you got um Big Ben. Big Ben, you got uh Tom Brady. You, there was so many, you know, Peyton Manning was still in the league, although he was with Denver. Uh so, no. Uh, sub-500 playoff record. Never got past the second round in a playoff. Got blown out. Co- correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't they get blown out by the Jets one time? Wasn't it the Jets that was like 40 to nothing? Was that him? No. It wasn't him? I don't think it was him. I think I, it was Peyton. I meant to look that up. Uh, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Um, it's just a no for me. Do I think he would have been a Hall yeah, of Famer? The Jets haven't been in the playoffs since 11. When did he come into the league? 12 or something? 13? Something like that? So like that doesn't It's got to be something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, I think he would have been a Hall of Famer, no doubt. I think he would have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. But he just isn't, dude. There's nothing that warrants it. You can't go by like he had a bad supporting cast, so he belongs in. That's ridiculous. There's a reason. Yeah, there's a reason. Dan, yes, absolutely. There's a reason. Reason. Dan Marino doesn't get mentioned, truly mentioned, with the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And that's because he never won a Super Bowl. There's a reason that Charles Barkley doesn't get really mentioned with the greatest basketball players of all time. Because he never won a championship. These things matter. Yeah, these things matter. And, you know, although Don Mattingly, I think, should be in a Hall of Fame. But that's a whole other story. He Uh, might get in. He might. He Um, might get in. And what's that senior vote? And then all these coaching and managing, he might get in. Yeah, four or five years in the league, and your argument is, I had a bad team around me. That's just not good enough. I'm sorry. In fact, what's funny is the hypocrisy of of Colin Cowherd saying that because he's always saying, I don't care about your supporting cast. If you're that good, elevate people. He did elevate people. He did elevate his team, but not to championships. And that's – I'm sorry. Just, if, if he – what did he play? Five, four or five years, six years maybe? Five. Yeah, six years maybe. If, you had won, if he had won a Super Bowl in that time and gone 11-5, 11-5, you, you'd have an argument. You'd have an argument because now you can say it was a great career, cut short by injury, had the Super Bowl, had a league MVP or something like that. You'd have an argument there, and I would at least be willing to listen to it. You have nothing. You have no pins. You have no pins on his jersey. There's no AFC Championship. There's no Super Bowl. There's no MVP. There's no league MVP. There's no Super Bowl MVP. There's no pins. There's just no pins. So, Can you do me a favor? Can you stop listening to Colin Cowher? Well then, we lose out on so much material because he's <laughs> oh, such a—he's such an idiot sometimes. Mike Florio will make a. Oh, yeah, this is true. This is true. 
So right, that, let's play a game. That was that was the one thing I'm like, why do people have to make? And believe me, I know what they're doing. They have to say, you know, sometimes it's a slow friggin' day, and you got to come up with something controversial. Especially to in June. <laughs> yeah. So it is what it is. All right, here comes your game, and the game is called What's More Likely. And I have I have six scenarios for you, and I just Love. want to hear your what's more likely. So we I were talking about the team scenario. We talked about the AFC East today, and first question comes out of Florham Park with the New York Jets. What is more likely? Aaron Rodgers wins the league MVP, or the Jets miss the playoffs? What's more likely? Miss the playoffs? Not even close for me. So you think it's you think it's more likely the Jets win the playoffs? Oh, uh, miss the playoffs. Yes, yes. Okay. Just because th- of the AFC. Okay. I think the opposite. I don't think there's any chance unless of there's injuries. Unless there's injuries. I don't think there's any way they miss the playoffs. Oh, uh, the jo- the Jets song is washed. It's clean. It's now on. Number two. So cr- oh my god. Number two. Let's take it out to Denver. What is more likely? Russell Wilson throws for forty five hundred yards. Or the Broncos go two and zero against the Chiefs this year. Hmm. Listen, you got a new head coach. You got the genius so, Sean Payton in there. It's supposed to be so the he, one who turns it all around. Your boy was the problem last year. Uh, what the hell is his name? The coordinator Hackett. Hackett was the problem. You got Sean Payton in there. Russell Wilson's going to go, but you got weapons out the wazoo. You got Jerry Judy. You got all these weapons. Good offensive line. They fix that. You done? 4,500 yards or 2-0 and against the Chiefs? So, you know, you asked me this, for, I'm guessing for a specific reason. You know Patrick Mahomes never lost to the Broncos, right? No, I didn't even, I've no, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I think he's 12-0. I just was trying like to come up with something comparable on the other side. Yeah, he's. Because I don't know that Russell Wilson's ever thrown for 4,500 yards either. So, you got to think playing the odds that they're going to beat him at some point? <laughs> I don't know if they're going to do it twice in a year or even one, but that's going to happen at some point. The 4,500 yards, I don't think they want to throw the ball that much. That's where they went out and got Samaji P. Ryan. They got three linemen. So what's more likely? Uh, fuck face. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go out and let them say they beat KC twice. Okay. I do think the opposite. Uh, and yeah, he, listen, that that's that's fifty one forty nine. Yeah, that, here's cause, why: because both are impossible. I'm trying to look at. Well, I don't know that. I'm trying to look at what Sean Payton did with New Orleans, yeah. and while yes, uh, Alvin Kamara was important and they used him, uh, the running game was complementary and play action. They loved the use of yeah. it. Was it's not that it didn't exist. This is not like a purely passing team by any stretch, but it was more. They want to pass the ball, big plays, and you got some big play receivers. So I think forty five hundred plus you got an extra game. We forget there's seventeen games yeah, now. That's true. So uh I think forty five hundred is more likely. How much more? Eh, but more likely. Yeah, exactly. Uh number three, what's more likely? Tua plays every game this season, or Tua plays less than half the games? So does he play every game or eight or less? Man, I, this this is a Pete Calisano answer if I've ever heard one. It's a tough one I, because you don't want to root I, I against just, the guy getting hurt. I just I just hyped up the Dolphins, but I think it's more, <laughs> it's more likely he misses half the year. <laughs> it's not that he's gonna, but it's more likely. Yeah, I think it's more likely he misses half the year. I think you're probably right on that one. That I think we agree. I don't think either one of those is likely. He'll probably miss like two, three, four games, and if if I had to guess, 
because they're going to be there's certainly going to be well this almost makes it more likely that there's less um you know they're going to be super careful with him if he even yeah. looks like if he is have a, even has a head cold they're going to pull him because they don't want to get they don't want the heat you don't want that media heat you know miami doesn't want that after what happened last year so we'll see what happens yep. number yep. four number four you led me into this one before what's more likely uh, Bill Belichick gets an extension, a contract extension, or Bill Belichick get, gets fired or retires. What's more likely? Fired or retires. Fired or retires is more. Do you think Bill Belichick is kind of on the hot seat now? If they miss the playoffs again, no, do you think? I don't. I don't think the hot seat's fair, but I do think that Robert Kraft might be kind of sick of him. I think there's something to that for sure. He's overridden them before, and that's when Tom Brady was still here. Yeah. Not that he's yeah. kind of losing. And Kraft is. And, and I don't think they'll older. be like. I don't think he'll pull a Trump and be like, come in my office. You're fired. But I think he <laughs> might encourage him to step down or something like that. Yeah, so do I, the right thing by yeah, it. Yeah, don't make yeah, me yeah, fire yeah. you and embarrass you. Right. Why don't we just have a parting of the ways? I think you're right on that. I think there really is a chance that after this season, because I think they're going to – I agree with you 100%. I think they're the worst team in this division. I think they're going to come in last place. And uh, they were third place last year. Last – second place, first – okay, let's put this. The first year Slow Tom Brady – down. The first year Tom Brady wasn't there, they got in second place. Then last, two years ago, they were in third place. Or last last year, they were in third place. And this year, they're going to be in last place. It just keeps going downhill. How many coaches get, you know, extra chances sense. after all yeah. that? So I think yeah. there could be a conversation that goes on that says, maybe it's time. So I think you're right. Number five. We've got two more to go here. Uh, what's more likely, the Lions win the NFC Championship or they miss the playoffs again. They win the North or the whole NFC? The NFC Championship game. Like, they go to the Super Bowl. They miss the playoffs. You think it's more likely? Yeah. I actually, this is a, I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't believe I'm saying this. Nobody loves you. I think it's more likely they win, they go to the Super Bowl. Um, I look and I say, wow. Chicago's bad. Green Bay, who knows, like, is Jordan Love going to be a good quarterback? And I don't know what's going on there. I, I think there's a really good argument for, for the Lions to win the division. Uh, and then you look at the rest of the NFC. Who's great? Philly's good. Philly's, Philly's good. Really good. San Francisco's Niners, we'll good. See. Dallas is good, but they always choke in the playoffs. Seattle, I think, is going to be okay, too. Maybe. Are you, you really want to count on Geno Smith having another monster season? I don't know. This is what I'm saying. I gotta, like, I got to tell you. I think this is a pretty good team. They got maybe the best offensive line in the sport right now, or certainly I, I, one I, of. I, I, I agree with you. I think it's If a they are able team. to tighten up that defense a little, I, 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 and it, listen, if they were in the AFC, this wouldn't even be an argument. Right. But in the NFC with such so few competitors at that elite level. I don't know if I trust Goff, though. I'm with you on that. He did go to a Super Bowl once before, though. With you a know, very McVay, good team. Yeah, McVay's a different... Yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah. Interesting one. I know we yeah, we, we like our Lions. We root for the I Lions. I know. So. We do. We do. All right. Last one for those Steeler fans out there. <clears throat> what is more likely? By the end of this season, Kenny Pickett is the man or the Steelers are looking for a new quarterback? 
Remember, he is. They are also in the AFC. Kenny Pickett's the guy. Really, you ready? Yeah. You ready to say that now? Yeah, I think so. I, I, lo- I love the second half of the year he had. He's a Pittsburgh guy. They're very loyal there. They're very patient there because they have the ability to be. Yeah. Unlike a lot of other teams in the league. I agree with they that. They got some weapons around them. Again, they're one of those teams that don't get blown out in games too because their defense keeps them in games. They run the ball. I think I think another year, another step. Yes. And I think. I agree with that. I think Kenny Pickett is an imperfect quarterback. Um, but you know what? Tom Brady was an imperfect quarterback at one season. At one point, people forget the first couple years that Tom Brady yeah. was the starter with New England. The numbers were mediocre at best. It's as time went on, he became you know what you think of today with right. the monster numbers. But those first couple seasons, and when they won, the year they won the Super Bowl, and even the year after that, game manager, game manager, unbelievable defense. So you know, I I kind of agree with that, but I I don't. I still don't know how good Kenny Pickett will be, but I think you'll. I think I agree with you. I don't love the glove thing. I gotta be honest. I don't love the mm. glove thing, but I agree with you. I think another season. I think he's a really hard worker. I think he's really well liked. These things all matter. Um, so I agree with you. I think he's going to be proven more the man. What that means is he a Super Bowl quarterback? I don't know, but I think he'll be the man in Pittsburgh. So yep. All right, that's what I got. Good job. Good job. Excellent. Thank you like for that. that. Uh, let's go to the little round ball over the pond. The British Open is underway. Royal Liverpool is the course. Yep. Last major of the year, dude. I cannot believe it. Feels like yesterday we we're just talking about the Masters for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. Really I was watching a little sad. bit this morning on a. U- By the way, it's on USA Network for those who are searching for it. Because no, I just froze. Hold the phone. I had to search far and wide. I had to search far and wide to see. Uh, where it was, so where the golf course? Well, no, where oh, the oh, channel oh, was Jim. on. And yeah, on, I know it's on USA. So yeah, 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 yeah. But you're getting your NBC crew on there, so that's it is what it is. But uh, obviously, uh, like a, like a, a normal open, uh, the course, the bunkers, everything's nuts. Clean first day though, because the weather was nice. They got to, they it was got a little breezy. It got a little breezy good. as it went on. Yeah. Yeah, so those guys that got out early really put up a number. I think uh, Fleetwood's five under. Did, did you see who was also at the top of the leaderboard? This, the six eight guy, this the amateur. Amateur, yeah, amateur at minus five, leading the yeah. leading the British Open. So that's yeah, kind of cool. Shoot, he'll, he'll shoot an eighty four tomorrow, Mo- very um, likely. You know what we got to hope for more than anything is that the weather changes. I mean, that's what makes this tournament I, so I, exactly. unique from the others. Um, you know, I, I'm certainly hoping for that. And With the wind whistling down, their wind yeah, breakers. Wind, and trying to, yeah, I don't know yeah. so much need the need the rain or the or the drizzle or whatever, but you want the wind to kick up. It is what makes it so different than the other majors. The thing that makes all the major, or the thing that's supposed to make all the majors, you know, fun to watch for us is that the course toughens up, right? We're you know, usually we want that the winning score to be under lower than ten under, like we you know somewhere in the single digits. And uh, it's yeah. fun to watch. So when it starts to get carried away, because these courses are not necessarily, you know, over there in Great Britain, England, Ireland, uh, Scotland, over there. They're not necessarily the toughest courses in the world, like if there was, you know, perfect weather. But it's when the weather kicks up and the ball starts running and it runs right into those pop bunkers. Yep. And it looks, yep. you know, a shot looks like the greatest drive in the world, but it just keeps running and running. You're like, oh, this is great. I'm getting an extra 50 yards. And then it's in a pop bunker and your next shot, you have to hit it backwards. <laughs> like, that's what's so fun about this. It's so different, you know? So. 
Uh, I got three sleepers for you. Go ahead. Good numbers here. At least they were yesterday. I don't know if they, I don't know if they changed. Tom Kim, sixty-five to one. I think he's twenty-two years old. Great player. Really, really, really nice calm swing. Eighty to one. Min Woo Lee was battling early on in the year for one of the majors or one of the big tournaments. It might have been the um, the Players Championship. He was really playing well. And ninety to one. Brian Harmon, a little small lefty guy, Dude. reminds me of Mike Weir. I, he's got a. He takes forever to hit the ball, but when he does, it's he's really yeah. Good. I was mentioning Brian Harmon last week. Uh, I was watching the tournament just for a little while last week, and I said, "Man, there's this guy. He's such a great player. He just doesn't hit the ball very far. Right? But goddamn, he hits the damn fairway every goddamn time, and he's a putting machine. Um, yeah, he's a yeah, beast. He and these kind he of is. courses where the course isn't necessarily terribly long, but it's conditions based." I agree with you. He might. He could have a really. He could have a really good run in him. So we'll see. Um, usually, I don't know what time the coverage starts. When it was on ESPN, you can get up at four o'clock in the morning and start watching this tournament, know, which beautiful. was really cool. I don't know. I'll have to see tomorrow morning what time the coverage starts with USA. But a um, lot of fun. But for me, I'm just rooting. I'm rooting for some weather. Nothing nasty. I don't want it to be these guys in sweatshirts. I want to see the fans with wool hats on or something like that. Like, give me yeah. some of that. And I'll be happy, and it'll be better for everybody because that's what makes you know Lynx courses so difficult. It's the conditions, not the course itself. Although I will tell you this too, I was watching this morning, and they had areas of the rough that were a little longer than you you, you would normally see. So I like seeing. Oh really? I, yeah, I want it to be tough. I want it to be tough on these guys. So you know, I I think you know. Ever since Tiger Woods came on the scene and he was driving a ball so goddamn far compared to everybody else, they used to call it tiger-proofing these courses. And the way they used to do it was just make the course longer. Keep making it longer. Keep making it longer because these guys are hitting it longer. And over the last few couple years, what you're seeing is they're not so much making a course longer. They're maybe making the fairways tighter. slightly tighter and the yeah. rough a, a more of a penalty. So, sure, you want to hit it 330? You're going to hit it out of some serious shit. Otherwise, keep it in a fairway, pal. And I like that better. Like, Me too. Rough. I, hey, I feel like this when we play, right? Like when we play, if the groundskeeper didn't get to that holes rough that day, I'm hitting out of ankle high shit and it's hard as hell. Like, you know, so I like the idea of long rough. Make it hard on these guys. Make them not sure which club. You know, you got to use at least an extra club out of the rough, sometimes two. Yeah. Make these tough decisions for these guys. Otherwise, get your ass in a fairway, you know? Like take take a little off, use a lower club, and keep it in a fairway. That's a great point. Keeps dude, because, it interesting. Because in 20 years, with the way bodies are developing and the equipment. And equipment is bananas. There's only so much land oh you got. Dude. You can't make these fucking courses that much longer. Like, I don't know if I saved the picture. I, I, I saw a photo on Facebook, and I, I kept it. I don't know if I I don't know or I took the snapshot. I don't know if I kept it. I don't think I did. Damn it. But it was um Rory McElroy hit a drive 270 yards with a standard with a standard driver and 330 yeah. yards with his persimmon driver. Right. And it was like, "Bro, guess what? Yeah, I drive a yeah. 270 sometimes." Yeah, like, me too, yeah. I, I will say, it made me feel kind of good that Rory with regular equipment or basic equipment is is not quite the player that he is with elite equipment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right because of advancements in equipment and these guys are, you know, when you and well, more me, I'm a little older than you. So when I was growing up and watching Jack Nicholas and then some of the guys after him, you know, even Phil Mickelson when he was young, these guys were not in shape. These were not physical right. guys. They were golfers. That's all they did. A lot of it was they thought. 
too much muscle and you become tight and you're not you can't control the ball. Look, you look at all these guys. Look, at fucking Brooks Kepka's like got boulders no. for shoulders. They're all you know, Rory, Justin, like Dustin Johnson. All these, they're, they're a lot more fit now and a lot stronger, and they can control the ball because of that. Tony Finau. Tony Finau like, hits yeah. bombs, dude. You know, a lot of these guys just. Try. So hey, if you can hit it straight and far, great. But if you don't, it should it should sting a little bit. It should be tough. You know, it should almost cost you a stroke. You know, or at least a you know what we would call over time, it would be like cost you half a stroke. You know what I mean? So uh, I did like seeing that. So it'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun to watch. And what's also nice about this, if you watch on on Saturday and Sunday, is like it's over pretty early, so you still have the rest yeah. of the day to hang out the and best. do what you want to do. The so best. it's pretty cool. All right, I guess it's time for the Yankees. Oh boy, it's about time. I mean, what do we, we got here? July twentieth, and this is our first real Yankee rant from you. You've been patient. Gonna... You've been patient. You're getting a little more patient in your older age. By the way, oh, well, do you know I, I had a birthday? I, Did you know I had a birthday? Yeah, I wish you happy birthday. Fitty. I know. You look good, though, Cole. Thank you. 50 Hips for repaired. He's oh, a fucking yeah. new man. Cortisone is beautiful stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Let's hear it. Did you have a good birthday? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was a great day. Good, good, great good, day. good, good, good. Always is. Um, everybody stinks. Everybody Th- stinks. That sums it up. They're too old. Oh, They're either God. too old. They're either too young. They go in month-long slumps. Anthony Rizzo, two months without a home run. Dude, crazy. Crazy. DJ LeMayu should have got this foot surgery. He looks fucking lost. Dude, here's a guy who was a league MVP, right? Wasn't he a league MVP? Uh, Batting batting crap. Batting title. What is he batting, 150? It's it's not good. It's bad. Like, embarrassingly Um, bad. Two guys that that have showed up this year. And one, you could could argue one and a half. Garrett Cole, for sure. All-star starter, guy's a horse, guy gets no credit. Houston, uh, cheating, spit, whatever. He's been great here. I don't care. It's not his fault. Absolutely. On here. No, there's no doubt about it. The other one's going to surprise you. Glaber Torres has been hitting the ball very well. I think he's on an 11-12 game hitting streak. He's still a momo. He makes base running mistakes twice a week. He, he botches double plays. But that's how fucking bad this team is that he's that on the he's second, second guy on this play. list. It's really rough. Bader, who my buddy Tommy has uh, proclaimed the X Factor. The X Factor. Because when he's out, their outfield, the kind of for life is playing center field. Jake Bowers is playing. It's a joke. He's hurt again for the third fucking time. You trade for him hurt, now he's hurt again. Josh Donaldson, which he shouldn't have been on this team to begin with, he's hurt again. I, I hope he never puts on the pinstripes again. See ya. I wouldn't fucking give Aaron Judge any slack, any crap if he decided, you know what? What am I rushing back for? Let me get this thing totally healed. Go into next year running. Maybe we get some. Maybe Cashman figures out how to general manage a team again. I, I, I don't think so. But I think that's one area where a lot of people are starting to say that's also gotten old too. We've been saying it for two years, two bro. Two years, this dude. Podcast has started, and you could argue longer than that. Me and my buddies were talking about this. Yep. This fucking—I am convinced this guy has naked pictures of Hal banging a, a sheep or something. <laughs> ah! This is this is ridiculous. That this guy still no other GM in any sport would have this kind of leash. Well, yeah, when with you, the Yankees' reputation. Yeah, when you think about it, who has spent more money in the last ten years with less results in any sport? Right, right. In any sport, 
I mean, you look at the NBA, you look at the NFL, you look at Major League Baseball, and even in hockey, and you say, what organization has spent more and has, or spent this much and has had these results? Not the Dodgers, not the Rangers in hockey. You know, you go around all the sports, you know, look at uh, um, Golden State in the NBA. They go above the luxury tax every year. They get championships. So if you're going to spend this kind of money, and they don't even have the top salary anymore, but they're no. still one of the top three or five. Yeah, definitely. You got to have some results. They don't even have, they have no championships in how many years is it now? 14. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying you got to win it every year just because you spend a lot of money, but you got to be in a hunt. When's the last time they were even in the World well, yeah, Series? Yeah, you're not even going to one, right? You're not even going to one. So, like, yeah. you're like, it's. They have and on so top many- of that, I don't think there's been a year in that stretch where anybody would have said it should have been them in the World Series. Houston's had such a great run. The Dodgers have had these great runs. Like, there there hasn't been a year in there where it's like, oh, yeah, the the Yankees should win it this year. You're spending all this money, and you're not even the favorite to win the damn thing. I know. It's always like, well, if this happens, if this happens, if this guy stays out. No one stays healthy. We've been on this for years. the strength and conditioning staff is a mess. I think the players are also weak and softer than they used to be. Like, there's a lot to it. Sure. It's a complicated every issue. It's nothing every simple. Team, every team gets banged up, but I feel like we are constantly with the most guys and the most important guys. Right. I agree with you. I agree. They're in last place this far into the season for the first time in 30 years. That's all you need to know about the analytics with the Yankees. I'm not saying analytics is bad over the league. They're bad with the Yankees. That they means don't know Steinbrenner how to do it. was George, Georgie was still alive then. They're missing something, dude. They're, they're not getting something right with the analytics. Yep. The manager's soft as shit. The GM sucks. The players are bad. They're old. They're weak-minded. Whatever you want to say. And I'm going. I'm going to spend another fucking two hundred, three hundred dollars a month. These fucking guys. And it frustrates the shit out of me. You know what the problem is I'm too? Done. You got so many guys wrapped up. You're, I should. I should. So many might not be the right. Too many guys wrapped up in huge long-term contracts that it's really going to be, as much as we would like to say, you know, uh, Cashman has to go, you're going to have trouble unwinding this shit because there are just, you're either going to have to decide, hey, we're going to trade these guys and eat a significant portion of their contract because nobody else is going to pick those, con- nobody's picking up Stanton's contract. You're going to have to wow. eat like 75% of that fucking thing if you wanted to get rid of him or Who's any of these guys. Who's taking LeMay? This is what I'm saying. Years. You're, you're, and these guys have like pretty long term contracts. LeMay who just signed a new contract like last year. So years ago, yeah. You know, to unwind what is in place right now, good luck with that. I don't even care who you brought in. You know, I don't care if you brought Billy Bean in. I mean, it's gonna be tough to unwind this shit. And I and I love Michael K, the fucking puppet he is. Oh, Brian Cashman will have a job in five minutes. Great. I'll drive for him. Go ahead. Yeah, so what? Love it. Good. Yeah, God that, bless that's him. the dumbest thing ever. Don't Not, care. I, I'm Don't sure care. he's right, actually. But that doesn't mean he's doing a good that doesn't mean you should keep him here because he's doing a good job. You know I, what happens yeah. sometimes when people get fired? They reassess. They look and they say, Hey, why did I end up getting fired? What can I do differently? Maybe things have changed. Maybe I gotta start doing things differently. You think yeah, you wrong? think Brian Cashman would be just he he'd get a job in two minutes. You think the Minnesota Twins would hire him in two minutes? This guy doesn't know what it's like to have a fifty or sixty million dollar payroll. Why, why do you just assume? Maybe the Dodgers would hire him. Maybe Houston. Maybe Texas. Padres, maybe. Somebody with big payrolls. Otherwise, yeah. this guy knows nothing about building a team without $100 million. Yeah. He's not going to Milwaukee, folks. That's what I'm Let, saying. calm down. So this idea, you know, Billy Bean gets a contract anywhere in two minutes if he wants to. 
I don't know that that's so sure about Brian Cashman. I, I don't know that that's the truth. I don't know that that's accurate. I think a lot of people around the league look and they say, how does this guy still have a job? I don't think a lot of teams, if you, I mean organizations. I don't think a lot of organizations are looking at Brian Cash and say, he's done a great job. This team shouldn't suck. No, I think a lot yeah. of it falls. I think most people, most fair-minded <coughs> people look and they say a, a significant portion. The players have to play. It's not like he brought in shit players. But you need to do a little more due diligence on the players that you bring in and how much money you're going to spend, you know? So I think I think a significant portion of the league looks at him and say, he's made a lot of mistakes, a lot of like, mistakes. Like, like the one that – one more thing for me and then we can move on. The one that stands out for me is last year when you trade – you traded for Josh Donaldson and you take it on $28 million just to get, get, just to get rid of Gary Sanchez. Cut him. Yeah. You traded a, a, a more than a, a very very solid third baseman who batted about two seventy five, batting ninth in the Yankees was a perfect Yankee. Urshela played a good Gold Glove third baseman, and you go out and get this piece of shit whose good seasons are way behind him, and he's a dick. So you bring on a bad guy in the clubhouse. He had that thing with Tim Anderson last year. We called him Jackie right off the bat. Got it. Got people pissed off right off the bat. Urshela's having a good year. Gary's fucking was doing all right when it when it happened. But now Gary is what he is. He's about four teams, I think, since. And you know what those three teams did? They just caught him. They just caught him. They just caught him. Dude, Brian, like, there's like, what happened to you, dude? Yeah. Then you go out and you get this guy Ben Rovet in that trade. Then he gets hurt in spring training. Then you got to go out and get another tr- another catcher. Another trade more guys off. Like, dude, it's a domino effect yeah. with this team. And then not to mention, last year at the second half of the year, during the trade deadline, every guy you traded for either was hurt already or missed this whole year because they were hurt. Correct. So, dude. It's not a good look, man. It's not a good look. And some people might sit here and say, well, it's not his fault. That's not fair to put that on him. Hey, man, tough shit. That's the way it goes. Mm -hmm. You know, as a head head coach in any sport, you know, you can't always control what your athletes do and how they play and how many injuries you get. You get fired. That's the nature of the business, my man. It's win or you're out. That's the way it works. Nobody gets to say, well, it's not fair. No shit, it's not fair. But that's the way it is. That's the way it is. And they haven't won. They haven't produced. And it's going to fall partly and significantly on his shoulders. It just then is. Then they go out and fire the, 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 the hitting coach. All right, someone's got to get blamed. All right, I get it. You go out and get Sean Casey. Sean Casey was a good player whatever. He's He's been an analyst for fucking 15 years, 10, 15. Well, he hasn't been in a dugout in a long time. Right. There's a lot. Dude, things have changed. Yeah. You, uh, Captain Analytic, we hear it every fucking day. Yeah, you go out and get a guy that's been in the, Come on, man. It just doesn't make any sense. There's too much of that. There's too much of the it doesn't make any Head sense. Head scratching. Yeah. yeah. It's, There's it's just one too many moves that people say, and, and not just you, lots of people say it doesn't make any sense. At some point, we got to say, dude, these are mistakes. It's time. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I just, we've well, been they saying. Did, they, did it, they did it with Aaron Hicks. All right. We, all right. Gallo last year. Goodbye. 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 All right. Great. You got to do it three or four more people. At You're going to have to. It's going to cost. It's going to cost. But that's the only way you're going to be able to unwind this thing and, because and, and nobody's going to bail you out. And people are killing Rodon. All right, I got it. He hasn't been great. But it's kind of hard to get a, road, a rhythm and, a, and, a, and, 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 and momentum when you, you don't start pitching until July. Right. In other words, you went out, that's your big free agent guy, and he comes in and he's hurt. Like, dude, it's, it's, just, it's laughable because yeah. it's every guy. It's over and over. It's the same story <laughs> over and over. And this, is, this yeah. is why it starts to become like, hey, now we got to question you. Like, it's the same story over and over. And not just with these guys. If we go back to just 
10 years ago, eight years ago, similar stories, different players. Right. Guys they bring in, pay big money to, they're hurt all the time. It's like how much? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like it's just it's over and you're going back a pretty decent way with Teixeira. Like it's just over and over. We bring in guys, they're hurt all the time. I don't know if it's the ro- wrong guy to bring in or we handle them wrong. They're not doing wrong, their homework or what? The, like, or what a little bit on? of both. I don't know. Yeah. But to me, yeah. all of that falls under the general manager. Either you're not bringing in the right people for the training staff or you're not bringing in the right players. Or, the, or the, you have bad guys under you that are giving you bad advice. Yeah. Or the, he, here's the other side of it. Maybe it's bad luck. And you know what? Fuck off. That's part of it too. Yeah. You still get fired yeah. for bad luck. I hate to say Absolutely. it, but you still get fired yeah. for bad luck. Nobody gives a shit, dude. It's the way. It's Absolutely. the. Nobody cares. You're losing. Cont- especially the, especially that we're used to winning. And listen, I know we're a little spoiled. I got it. But the way it's happening, and the fact that you're still, you're still spending charging, the same money, you're still charging. Start, yeah, it's still eight hundred dollar day to go to a freaking Yankee yeah. game. So it's not yeah. like they're saving money and it's and it's going back to the to the consumer. Right. You know, right. it, no, yeah. it's still, I'm, I'm not getting, a, I'm not getting a check in October for them going just, fucking last place. Exactly. So let's not pretend like, you know, they're, they're frugal now or something like that. And it, and it's benefiting, it's benefiting the fan. Get the hell out of here. I know. So, all right. Sky trivia. Ah, love this part. We're going to uh, the British open, my friend. Ooh, I got three questions for you. All right. I don't know my confidence level in this one. I'll try though. Who holds the lowest 72 a uh, whole score in the open. No multiple choice? Yeah, I'm giving it to you. Oh. A, Tiger Woods. Oh, B, a, what did you say? In an opening round? The lowest 72 hole. So the whole 72, okay. A, Tiger. B, Norman. C, Rory. D, Henrik Stenson. I think it's Stenson, and it was the year he went against Mickelson. They you were, were correct. Head to head against one. Mickelson. Mickelson almost won the U. Uh, almost won the British Open back to back years. He was great that tournament, man. It was he, he was two putting, years in a row. He was, he was putting shit fucking right next to the pin, dude. It was incredible. What Stenson? Yeah. Oh my it god. Was nuts. Oh, it was okay. nuts. Yeah, it was crazy. Because you know what, Mickelson was actually playing great. Stenson was playing out of his yeah. gourd. He didn't. He didn't fold at all. Oh like my god! A lot god. of people thought he was going to do like the John Vandevall thing and blow up. Oh my god! He never no. did. Opposite. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Who has the most open titles? <sighs> a. Tom Watson. B. Jack Nicholas. C. Harry Varden. D. Peter Thompson. Well, I I feel pretty confident that Tom Watson has the most for an American. See, you know, the last two. What were the last two? Varden and Harry Varden and Peter Thompson. These guys go back some ways, right? They do. Yeah, that's what scares me. Uh, I'm gonna say Tom Watson. Oh man, you did it again, Varden. Yep. Yeah. Fucker. Yep. Yep. Damn it. All right. That's okay. Last one I'm in to the go. ballpark. I, I, at least I'm in the ballpark. No, listen. You're doing all right, man. <laughs> I just love that you like you love this so much. You, like, 
You know what it is, bro? Before you go to the last one, I always love throwing this out there because I used to do a lot, a lot of sports gambling. I still dabble, but like I used to do more. And when I was a kid, kid, like eighteen into my twenties, got myself into little financial trouble, which then was like a few hundred dollars. Like you know, you're eighteen, yeah. you don't have any fucking money, so you lose four hundred dollars, you're in a little trouble. <laughs> and then as I got older, I realized it was never about the money. Because a $5 bet for me does the same that like a $50 or $100 bet does for me. It was always about being right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's why I enjoy this so much because it's like if there was money on this, it wouldn't make any <laughs> bit of difference. I just want to be right. Like I hate being wrong. So go ahead. All right. Last one. All right. Who shot the lowest closing round to win the Open? Cam Smith, Greg Norman, Nick Faldo, Henrik Stenson. This I is what I enjoy the most. Yeah, because the the, the, the the agony on because your face. I know Stenson went off, but I just can't. I here's what I'm thinking. He wouldn't give me Stenson twice, so I have to almost like discount Stenson because I don't think you'd make him the answer <laughs> twice. And Cam Smith was last year, right? Yeah, that was a fucking crazy Sunday. It was, but that's why I'm like leaning to. What was the first one? Cam Smith. Greg Norman, Nick Faldo, Henrik Stenson. And, and, and the question is best Sunday, right? Best Sunday score? Yes, 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 yes. Because I know Norman. I'm a... Oh, I don't want to say! Because I'm not going to be right. I'm going to say Nick Faldo. I, I got you. It's Henrik Stenson twice. Damn! Let's go! I really... How <laughs> <all> stupid! <laughs> I even just said, I said, I think it's Henry Stenson, but I can't believe you would give me him twice. You bastard. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Oh, that's beautiful. Because he did, we just said he went nuts, uh, couldn't miss. I'm like, dude, he's going to go. I'm like, the way you talked away the first question, I'm like, he's going to hit this, like, like that. Yeah. He said it, and he goes against Damn it. Damn it. Excellent. Damn it. That is excellent. Always the best. Always the best part. 107 in the books, my man. Great job. Always Thank bringing you, the heat with the trivia. I think everybody looks forward to that part. And if they're not, man, Jesus. It's worth tuning into alone. We had games today, trivia, always the good stuff. Beautiful. Next week, I assume, what division are we going to do next week? I think we're going to do the South, AFC So we'll South. stay AFC for now. So we'll do yeah, AFC we'll go, South we'll next AFC, week. You know yeah. Maybe we'll have some news from camp, see if anything goes on. Hopefully no injuries. I don't ever root for guys getting injured. That's I, I even feel that. bad about mentioning that with Tua before. Like, I don't root for guys to get hurt, man. It's a physical-ass sport. You know, uh, they're getting banged up. Uh, next week, uh, it's a little late now, but next week I want to hit on uh, the Northwestern situation. Yes, good point. That's a good I point. Thought about this. I thought about that late today. I, I need details. I need details to under to make a better judgment. Um you know details from these kids that were getting that were going through the hazing so that's a good thing we'll talk about that next week okay yes sir all right for scott bracy i'm pete colasana you've been listening to bump and run and we'll catch you guys next week later
Yeah. Uh-huh.